0: You are listening to Koinonia Church, where we are igniting contagious faith in the one God who restores all.
1: Thank you, Tyler. Happy New Year. Turn to maybe two or three people and tell them Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Come on, look around the room. Young people, you're stuck with me for the next 30 minutes. Happy New Year. No, actually, I'd love to have the junior hires and high schoolers in the house. Um, we, we love you guys. And uh, it's important for every church to be a generational church, not just a church just about a certain generation, but a church that has every generation represented. And if you're here this morning, you're a junior hire or a high schooler, I want you to know you're the church, you're important to us, you're important to the future, and we love you very, very much. Today, this word is going to be for you as much as it's for your parents or for the other weirdos that are in the room, okay? So... Um, you know, here it is—the end of 2023. We're on the threshold of 2024, and uh, usually this time of year, all of us are starting to do a little reflection. Uh, all the TV channels and radio programs are kind of doing the lists for the year—top 10 lists of the best of this or the best of that. And uh, as as we come to the end of the year, one of the things that I recognize is that sometimes—I don't know about you, but I've seen it online, on social media, and other places—sometimes we almost get in a rush to get right past and right through what has come and come on, give us something new. And, and it's almost like, man, thank God that's over. Let's get to the new thing. And, uh, and, and because we recognize that every year is full of many things, every year is full of, of failures and it's full of successes, uh, it's full of, uh, of death, it's full of new life. It, it's full of good things, it's full of bad things, blessings and challenges, both. Sometimes at the end of the year, we just sort of go, man, okay, I, let, let's just wash our hands of this and, and get, get over it and get into the, to the new year. But I think it's, it's always appropriate to take a moment and to not rush too quickly as we stand sort of on the threshold of the new thing that, that God is going to do. Now, we know in one sense, it's just going to be another day tomorrow tomorrow. Uh, as the calendar flips. Uh, but in a very real sense, we mark this this end of the year. It's significant for us because we make it significant because it, it means something that we've, we've completed another year 365 days are past, 52 weeks And here we are standing on the threshold of a new time and a new year uh, of life. and uh, And so I want to talk to you this morning just about the idea that how, you leave the year is really how you enter the new year, and that's not necessarily a new concept. I remember years ago I heard someone talk about this, but I, I want to talk to you about leaving right so that we can enter right, uh, and it's it's so critical for us as we as we prepare to exit this year that we would posture ourselves. To be ready for what God is going to do in the next year, because you will. The way that you leave is the way that you show up on the other side. If you leave bitter, you're going to show up bitter. If you leave disappointed, you're going to show up disappointed. It's it's that there there is something that you're going to carry through the threshold uh, of this day into the next day of the new year. And if and if you're not careful, uh, you won't be able to actually. Uh, enter the new year to and receive what you have uh, from the Lord, what's waiting for you, because you're still holding on to what happened last year, your hands are still full, you're still carrying things that you shouldn't carry, what, uh, whatever that is, and so I, I just, I, I want to spend a, a little bit of time with you, it's a very simple message, uh, but I want to spend a little time with you just as a congregation sort of preparing ourselves uh, for the new year. I, I really think 2023 has been an incredible year in so many ways yeah it's been challenging um, I, I was talking with someone uh, just before the service and we were just kinda reflecting a little bit and I asked them how they were doing and, and he said I'm doing fine um, you know but it's there's life and I said anybody else have life right there's life is a real thing uh, life is full of ups and downs challenges and circumstances and everything else uh, and yet in the midst of all of that God is good he's faithful He's with us, he's carrying us through, his grace is sufficient, uh, and, and so we have to make sure that we're posturing ourselves correctly. So if you're, if you're taking notes, uh, I've got four basic points this morning, and so uh, it's not complicated, but if you want to follow along with the verses and the scriptures, as always, it's in the Church Center app, and, uh, and you can follow along this morning. What we're going to do is, is we're just going to talk about four keys or four ways that we need to leave correctly so that we can enter correctly into into the new year, and uh, in just a moment, I'm going to have a couple of people come up and, and share some stories about what God has done in 2023, and then I want to just take a moment with you as a congregation just to thank the Lord for what He has done, and then we're going to sort of work our way uh, through the other, the other three points. But, so very simply, let me just begin by, by simply saying this, number one, um, as we talked about, the way you leave is the way you enter, so I want us to leave grateful, because I want us to enter grateful. If, if, if we don't leave with thanksgiving and gratefulness in our hearts, then it's really difficult to enter into the new year with thanksgiving and gratefulness. If we're leaving with disappointment, I so appreciate right what, uh, what Pastor Tyler did this morning as the Lord spoke to him just to speak to that spirit of despair, that spirit of hopelessness. I tell you what, there is in fact, over this community, over this county, there is a stronghold of a spirit of hopelessness And the people of God don't have to live controlled by hopelessness. The people of God live with gratefulness, with hope, with expectation, and with faith. And so we want to leave grateful as we go out of this year, not just thinking, man, thank God that's over, but rather thank God that you are with me in the midst of every challenge lord look how you showed up look how you continue to to be faithful to me day after day look lord how how you gave me strength even this morning i'm breathing and i'm alive because of you but but more than that look what you have done psalms 100 verse 4 says enter you know this enter his gates with what does it say thanksgiving enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise one of the reasons that we start our services with praise and worship and singing to the Lord is because we always want to posture ourselves with an attitude that says Lord thank you that you're faithful and you're good if we're not careful we can just come in and treat God like that vending machine Lord I need I really need something from you today would you can I put in the quarter and you can you can give me what I need but what we are supposed to do is come always with a sense of gratitude and thanksgiving. It says, give thanks to him and bless his name. It's interesting that uh, science, that the world has actually uh, proven this point. So what what the psalmist wrote about you know, 3,000 plus years ago is cer- c- certainly true today. This is not just a faith or spiritual principle, this is actually a practical principle, as they have done studies about an attitude of thanksgiving and gratefulness, they have found out that it actually is beneficial for your mental health, it's beneficial for your emotional well-being, it's good for your physical health, it's good to help you cope with stress, and it's good for your relationships. Just having an attitude of gratefulness, that makes you more healthy as a person. Right? And, and, and so there's, there's something that happens when you are grateful for your spouse versus when you are ticked off, bitter, and unhappy with your spouse. I don't know if you've noticed that principle or not. But when you are grateful for that person that God has given you, uh, and it works with every relationship, We're grateful for your siblings, grateful for your parents, grateful for your kids... When you begin with Thanksgiving and an expectation of Thanksgiving, something different happens in that relationship. It's like it's like the possibilities begin to open up. That person, you almost don't even have to say anything to them, but something almost uh, intangible changes in the atmosphere because you're carrying gratitude rather than bitterness and and hopelessness and and dissatisfaction, Uh, and 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 that very. A reality of caring, this sense of thank you, God, is is uh, is it opens the door to health and to life. This is what I want to do with you in just a moment. I want to do an exercise that's from Psalms. One thirty-six. It's a psalm that some of you have heard before. Uh, Psalms one thirty-six, I think, is designed as a call and response for the congregation. Now, I'm not going to have it on the screen, but uh, I think that you can you can get along with this very very easily. Uh, basically, I'm going to read some phrases, and then you're going to say, as a congregation, "His love endures." Forever. Let me just read a couple of, uh, of, of verses for, for you to get ready with this. It simply says this, give thanks to the Lord for he is good, and then we say together, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of Lord, his love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, who by his understanding made the heavens who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, the sun to govern the day, the moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and brought Israel out from among them with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder and brought Israel through the midst of it, but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea, his love endures forever. And if I could add maybe a verse or two to this, I might say something like this. To him who sent Jesus to save us and who opened the door to heaven, his love endures forever. To him who is faithful to his church, and who poured out his great grace upon Koinonia Church in this year. His love endures forever. Thank God that he has been present every single second of 2023. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and for your goodness. This year we've seen people receive the Lord for the very first time. We've I mean hundreds, and we baptize hundreds of people. We've seen people come out of addictions. We've seen bodies healed. We've seen some incredible things. Why? Because his love endures forever. Because he's a faithful God. Because he doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a God that is with us in the midst of all of our trouble. That he walks us through the valley of the shadow of death. I've I've been at wedding ceremonies and I've been at funerals. And I've seen that his love endures forever. Forever, I've been in moments of crisis and I've been in moments of celebration. I can say his love endures forever. There's nothing like the love of God. There's nothing like the faithfulness of God. When I am faithless, he is faithful, right? When I stumble, he's there with me. In the darkest hours, when I have lost all hope, he is there even in that moment. There's no place that you can go. When I've tried to run in the other direction, I find he's there. Why? Because his love endures forever because there's nothing like the faithfulness of god man he's good man he's good i'm going to invite three people to come up and we could we could spend the next hour or two or three just telling each other of his faithfulness and his goodness and i am going to challenge you to do that with your family to do that with your friends don't rush through this next this this season into next year and not reflect and share with what God has done in your life in 2023. But I'm gonna invite Gloria to come up, to Stacy to come up, and also Maria. And if you guys would just make your way to the stage right now, and Tyler, maybe hand us another mic. That would be be great. And I've just got three people. Like I said, it could many many others could, could share this morning, uh, but three people that I've asked simply to share what the Lord has done in their life in 2023. This is, this is testify time, this is testimony time. And so we're gonna start over here uh, with Gloria and, uh, and we're gonna share.
2: Okay, good morning church. I serve in uh, children's ministry as a second grade teacher. And I would first like to thank Maria Kaseka for reaching out to me to share my testimony with you. And I pray that God can speak to you through what he has done for me. God has transformed my life in just a few short years. I grew up with an emotionally absent dad. I felt rejection for the first time. As the years passed, I carried this heavy weight of unforgiveness towards him, and I became this prideful person who did not extend forgiveness to others. Around 2015, Aji, a good friend of mine, would speak to me about God and his mysteries but I'd always find a way to change the conversation. However, this did not discourage my friend from sharing about God and his goodness to me. In 2018, God continuously knocked on my heart, but I was too stubborn to listen and I proceeded to do things my way. It was in 2020 I finally decided to surrender and follow him. The sanctification process has been difficult, yet the most rewarding. I can now say everything I thought I was losing is worth everything I am gaining through Christ. Jesus loves you enough to accept you the way you are, but refuses to keep you the same. The renewal of mind is worth it. I now have a heart of flesh that extends forgiveness. I gained salvation, peace, joy, the ability to worship and desire his presence. It cannot compare to what the world offers. Jesus restores. He is our our fulfillment. His Holy Spirit is amongst us. He patiently awaits for you and I to acknowledge him. That is my prayer for you. I will end with this verse from Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. To Jesus Christ be all the glory, honor, and power forever. Amen.
0: Good morning, church. My name is Maria. And what God has done for me in 2023 is amazing. 2023 for me was a year of an in-between moment, a season of being in the middle. And what I mean by that is that I'm currently in the middle of a situation I'm experiencing disappointment, anger, heartache, frustration because of a relational situation. And so, my prayers for this situation have been that God would rescue me, that He would deliver me from this situation, and He has not. He has not answered my prayer as I have asked. And the things that I have no control over. They have not changed, but I have, and so I'm in between the circumstance and my answered prayer through cleaving to God, through repentance and self-reflection, seeking counsel about things that I don't see in myself, in steadfast prayer, constantly praying fasting, and having others pray for me. God has sustained me and strengthened me so that I can experience a year of joy and peace of mind. And so in the path of obedience, this year has been a year of fruitfulness, of favor, of deliverance, of healing, And it really has been a great year. Psalm 2911 says, the Lord gives his people strength and the Lord blesses his people with peace. He did it for me this year in 2023. He's going to do it again in 2024. And he can do it for you in Jesus name.
3: morning I'm Stacy Good morning. I could take the rest of uh, Pastor Andrew's time this morning and tell you the great things God has done in 23 I've been instructed wisely not to <laughs> about 15 years ago I damaged my lungs I had a job I was doing for a, gar- a, a guy uh, doing an epoxy ceiling down on his floor in his garage um, one of the steps to it was uh, prepping the floor with muriatic acid um, it, some things happened towards the end of it. Anyways, it da- I ended up damaging my lungs. I, I didn't have a filter on. Uh, the wind changed, whatever. So anyways, I would end up at the hospital and, and because I was about two months later, I was experiencing respiratory problems, right? And she said, yeah, you've scarred your lungs. It's irreversible. They give you some inhalers. And um, so I have an inhaler that I would take in the summer that helped me through the breathe through the night and an inhaler, that a different one for the winter. Um, a month ago, uh, Friday morning prayer, Pastor Chad would come up and say that he had a prophetic dream or a vision that God was going to restore the lungs of the church. That He was breathing a, a fresh and new life into, in restoring these lungs. And he said, "If anybody in here has uh, lung problems, uh, just raise your hands right now, and we're going to pray that God just heal you, restore you." So I was in the back, and my hands are raised. At this time, um, there would be uh, several people come over and lay their hands on me and begin to pray. Uh, and after a couple of minutes of praying, uh, my sister Tina Torres would continue to, to stand firm and pray as everybody left. Uh, and you could just feel the spirit of the, of the Lord come through and begin to open up my lungs. It was crazy. I didn't really think about it till later on throughout the day for the, last, for the next three hours. I was like, man, I can breathe. I, you know what? I felt good. I had energy. Things were going. And I realized that I could expand my lungs to greater capacities. Uh, and I would call and tell Pastor Chad, and he said, yeah, well, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And uh, <laughs> so I connected with the head guy over here, and he was in great, great praise and glory to God. The week before that, I had run out of my inhalers. Three days before I received my healing, my inhalers had come in, and I had taken, you know, my two or three hits every night before I go. And then the next morning of my, after my healing, I'm brushing my teeth. And he said, why are the inhalers still in your nightstand? And I said, but God, if, just in case I need them. And he said, no, how come they're still in your nightstand? I said, God, you know, these things are like 80 bucks a piece." <laughs> well... I have them this morning. They're over there in my vest, upon request. Um, I have not used them, uh, but once or twice, you see that I had used them uh, the nights before. But I'm here to testify. God has done enough in my life. God has done great things in my life. This healing is above and beyond His favor. It is by His grace, by His love that we are healed. He says the kid was born blind. That I would be glorified he is a healer then he is a healer now I love you in Jesus name
1: Stacy's got some inhalers for sale if anybody needs some listen what are you grateful for as we go out of 2023 what, 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 is, what is in your heart, what is in, you know, as you, as you think back over this, this last year about the way that God has moved in your life and your relationships, the way that he's continued to show up. Let's just take a moment and, and, and let's just express that to him. Maybe just close your eyes right now. We're not going to stand up, but, but just begin just to speak out, just, to, just in, in, in a low voice, just begin to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. And, and begin to tell him, thank you, God, for your faithfulness. And thank you for, for what you've done. Thank you, Lord, for showing up in those dark moments. Thank you, God, for, for never failing. Thank you. Be specific. Thank you, God, that even in, in those worst moments of my life that that I never expected this would happen. You were there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Your love endures forever, God. We're a grateful church. We're a grateful people. Lord, forgive us for being ungrateful. Forgive us for not seeing your hand. Forgive us for for so many times rushing past the thing, for making the assumption that you're just going to do it again but and not actually recognizing and being amazed by the way that you continue to show up. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lord, I thank you for... The way that you continue to work with us you strive with us you're patient with us when even when we're knuckleheaded and stubborn and we're disobedient we go in the other direction we're resistant still lord you're, you're so patient and kind you continue to draw us thank you lord that we're here this morning we're able to open up our mouth and praise to you thank you god that even those difficult areas of our life we can say thank you because there are opportunities for you to show yourself strong that you, God, are still at work, that your, your, your story, our story, is not finished. You're still writing, and you're still weaving the, the fabric of our life together. You're still making a beautiful painting, Lord, of, of our lives. We, we just bless you, Lord. We bless you as a church this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God, for the way that this year you, you opened up heaven for us as a church. Lord, that we've seen your hand over and over again. Thank you for the great movement we're seeing, Lord, in the men that are coming in and and getting free uh, from addictions and finding, Lord, uh, healing and hope and salvation. For guys that have come in, Lord, and and, and they didn't have anywhere to turn, but as they turn to you, you begin to work in their hearts and minds for saving people, Lord, out of darkness and bringing them into light. For setting people free from the demonic power of oppression and, and, and the demonic power of the enemy. Thank you that you're a God who breaks strongholds. Thank you for working, Lord, in the lives of our sons and our daughters, Lord, for the faithfulness that you have for the next generation. That there's nobody that you have forgotten. There's no person, Lord, that you've turned aside from, but that you have considered. Considered each and every one of us and that your grace is available to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, the second thing I want to talk to you about is, is simply that we want to leave light and we want to enter light. And what, I, what I'm talking about light there is in terms of carrying things. That We tend to pick up things as we walk through life. We tend to pick up burdens. Sometimes we have no business picking them up. Have you ever noticed you pick up oftentimes other people's offenses when you have no business picking up their offense? Sometimes someone will begin to share with you why why they're ticked off at someone else. And before you know it, in just that instant, you're ticked off at that other person. You don't even know that other person half the time. Or maybe you do know them, but now suddenly because that other person has been offended, you've decided... Oh, look at that. The light has come on. You've decided... (laughs) You've decided that you're now ticked off at them. There, there, there's something that happens in our life that, that we, we're almost like collectors of burdens. And, and we start to carry the collective weight, right? Sometimes of others. And also of our own, right? We, we have been wounded ourselves. People have, in fact, done things to us. They've said things to us. They've wounded us. They, they've offended us. They've mistreated us. And we begin to carry those things like weights as we walk through our life. And, and, and they become burdens that we, we're, we're carrying. Sometimes we pick up habits or addictions, Every, every year, every day, right, is, is an opportunity for us to continue to repeat maybe something that we've done before uh, or choose something that we know is not right. And before you know it, we found that we're, we're caught in it, that we, we can no longer say no to it. Now, uh, at the end of 2023, maybe some of us are coming in carrying some habits that, man, we, we don't want to carry into 2024. It's so critical to be able to set uh, to get free, to leave those things in 2023 as we go into 2024. Getting light it, 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 getting light usually takes uh, some intentionality. It doesn't usually happen by accident. It usually happens by you making some decisions. I'm going to do some things differently. I'm, I'm going to let go of some things. Uh, we often carry things. Uh, we, we tell ourselves we don't want to carry them, but we're really not willing to let them go. Uh, uh, you know, worry is like that. Many times, we, we we actually often like to worry because we've put ourselves into such a habit, a habitual activity of worrying and being anxious about things that you know we 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 don't even know how to live not worrying. It feels uncomfortable to be without worry, so we just end up going right back to that place of anxiety. Sometimes our our mental health issues that we're dealing with is because we have not actually learned any other patterns other than the repeated patterns that we have just gone in over and over again, cycles of worry and fear and anxiety. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this, Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So Jesus says, listen, I actually care about you so much that, and it doesn't, it, 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 there's not qualifications that Peter says here about the types of cares that you get to cast upon him. It doesn't say, well, you can only cast upon Jesus the cares, right, that, that are this type of category. No, He it says, cast all your cares upon him for he cares for you. That's all the worries, that's all the fears, that's all the concerns, that's all the offenses, that's all the bruises, that's all the wounds, that's all the things that, 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 that in 2023 you're coming burdened with. Uh, Peter reminds us, hey, cast them on Jesus. He actually came to carry those for you. This is what Jesus said, Matthew chapter 11, come to me, you know this, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. I, boy, I, I want that kind of rest, right? I, I, I wanna, uh, the, the rest that he's talking about is, is a, a rest of peace. It's a rest of shalom. It's a rest of things being right, right with God, right in relationship. There's, there's a wholeness and there's a health that comes when we're not carrying things that we don't have any business carrying. And as, as humans, we have this way of just collecting things that we have no business collecting and Jesus is saying to us, say, would you just allow me to carry the burden for you? Would you stop picking it back up? Would you stop carrying it? Would you stop making yourself a martyr? Would you stop acting like you know, some, something, you're know something? you better because you've got to carry all the burdens of the world? Uh, who made you, God? Who, who made you right? the one who's supposed to carry this stuff? No, no, no. Cast your cares upon him. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Some of you will remember that the yoke that Jesus is talking about is an agricultural yoke implement it's what they used to tie oxen together with like you know like they would tie horses a team of horses together well they would tie oxes together oxen together with a yoke which was uh uh, simply a, a, a piece of of wood that was designed to go over each one of their necks and it and and when they were tied into it they were yoked together and they had to work together they had to walk together they had to plow together. They had to do whatever together. And, and so the, the idea of Jesus is saying, he's saying, listen, I will come next to you, and I'm going to actually, if, you, if you'll allow me to, I will tie you to me in such a way that I will carry the burden with you. But it requires for you to walk with me. It, do, it doesn't, so many times, we'll, you know, we'll hear a message like, the, you know, cast all your cares upon him. And we'll, and we'll sort of say, okay, cast all your cares. I, I try to leave them at your, the, the foot of the cross. I'll leave them with you, Jesus. But then we walk away and we just continue to do all the things that we've done before. And, and we continue to, to just, just go right back into the very things that we, that we wanted to leave behind. And Jesus is saying, no, it, the, it only works if you, like, stick with me. Like, like I'll go actually with you and, and I, will, I will make the burdens light. See, the, the yoke that I have actually is something that's it's a beautiful yoke. It's, it's, a, it, it's a a direction that will change your life. It, it will, will take you in a, in a place of wholeness and health. It'll, it'll result in freedom, and it'll result in, in peace. It'll result in joy. It'll result in confidence. That's the kind of rest that I want. That's the kind of yoke that I want. And so as, as we go out of 2023, let, let's begin to to release those things that we were not supposed to be carrying to begin with. What are you carrying this year that you need to leave right squarely here on December 31st, 2023, and not carry into 2024? Maybe there, there, there are some burdens that you're carrying because you've, you've picked them up from someone else. Maybe, maybe there's some wounds that you're carrying because someone has hurt you and, and, and that thing still, the, the, the unforgiveness and the bitterness is, is still there and it's time for you to get unburdened. It's time for you to get light once again, to release back to the Lord that which he wants to take from you. What are you carrying what are you worried about as you go? Don't, don't, don't enter 2024 worried, enter with confidence. In, enter with expectation. In, enter with understanding and knowing that, you know what, he's the one that's in control. He's the one that's going there before me. He's the one that's with me. There's, there is always someone who will carry your burdens. His name is Jesus. And, and he promises that he'll give you, in place of your burden, he'll give you his burden. There, there is in fact an exchange that happens once you just bow your head just for a second just very simply in a very simple way what do you need to leave behind well what do you need to to let go of what do you need to release maybe it's a person that has offended you that you are carrying a burden of unforgiveness or bitterness now, that, that thing when you think about it that they said to you still stings the way that they treated you it was it's still wrong and it, and it just still hurts in your heart and, and maybe for you right now you're just saying Jesus would you help me forgive I want to lay that down maybe you're carrying a burden of a habit or an addiction that you picked up this year God I want to lay that down I don't, I don't want to continue in that thing I want to get light once again I want your burden maybe what you've done is, is in 2023 you've walked away from him in some ways and you've be, maybe been disobedient or you've chosen to pick up some things that, that you had no business picking up Lord we lay them down I don't want to take this into 2024. Jesus, would you carry these things for us? Would you carry it for me, Lord? Would you carry the burdens of your church? Would you carry the burdens of your people? Lord, the fear, the worry, the anxiety, the worry for our kids, the worry about the future, the worry about our our finances, Lord, the the, the things that, that we have no business being concerned about, Lord. You're the one that has everything in the palm of your hand would you carry jesus would you carry our burdens lighten your people even today i pray jesus even even in just a simple moment of request would you begin to speak peace and 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 strength and wholeness and life to your people in the name of jesus in the name of jesus number three i told you a simple simple message but I tell you what, if, if we can do this, we, we can uh, enter into 2024 in a, in a fresh way. Number three is to, to leave clean and to enter clean. To leave clean and enter clean. Now, now this one is, is similar to leaving light, but here I'm, I'm, I'm talking about now the burden of sin that we often carry. I'm not just talking about, uh, you know, if somebody's wounded you or you've picked up an offense. But here we're talking about the burden of, 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 of a specific type of weight. Sin is a specific type of weight that we carry. Romans says that the wages of sin is death. And even for those who are in Christ Jesus, and we know that there is no sacrifice that's needed. Our, the blood of Christ covers our sin. When, when we still engage in sin, we still got to get clean He's he's already paid the price, but we can often carry that weight of unresolved issues. And and the Lord wants us to leave them here in this place. This is the feeling, Psalm 38, 4. For my iniquities have gone over my head. Like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. I would imagine this morning that there are some here that are just feeling the weight of your sin. You're feeling the weight of disobedience. You're feeling the weight of the consequences, perhaps, of some choices that you've made. And you you even feel that internal struggle of like, yeah, I I know I'm not supposed to be involved in that. I know I'm not supposed to be doing that. I know the Lord, you've asked me to give that up, but I haven't. And you're just feeling weighted down this morning by that. And I just want to encourage you today. It's time to lay it down. It's time to say, Lord, I want your way. I'm going to stop resisting. I'm going to stop... Continuing on that path, I'm actually going to get free in 2024. Psalms 103:12, 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far does he remove our transgressions from us. Man, Lord, thank you that the record of the past that lives in our mind, the tape that gets played over and over again of the mistakes that we've made, that, that tape doesn't play in the mind of God. God does not bring back up in his mind a memory or a record of the things that we've done in the past. He's not like us that where we like to bring up the things, the old stuff. Oh, you're bringing you, you know, you that old stuff back up again. He, that's not how Jesus works. As far as the east is from the west, that means they never, the never will actually find each other. That's how far he's removed our sins from us. Psalms 51:7, purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Now listen, this is very simple. I'm just gonna say it in this way. This is how Peter said in Acts 2:38. If you want to get free from sin, there's two groups of people I'm speaking to this morning. First group of people is if you know Christ and, and you are under his blood, you know how to deal with sin. The way that you deal with sin, you say you i mean your sin is already covered, Jesus has already paid the sacrifice you live under his blood. The fact that you are carrying something is simply our disobedience and all we have to do, it's actually the same thing that we did at the very beginning, repent and turn. We say, God, would you forgive us? And we go in the other direction. We don't have to worry that he's not gonna forgive us. We're not under a fear that somehow he's not gonna make us clean again. No, he's actually already done it, but now it's time for us to say, Lord, yep, I acknowledge it. I see that that still stinks the way that it stunk the first time when you told me not to do it. And here I am again. I see that that's disobedience. Lord, would you forgive me? And we turn in the other direction. That's really the same if you don't have a relationship with Christ. I mean, maybe you're here this morning and being in Christ is not something that you understand that what that is. That you have not actually made that decision to give your whole self to the Lord. It's the same for you. Peter says it in Acts 2.38. He says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins. And repent means I, I recognize that the way that I've been living my life, it don't work. I recognize that it's actually an offense to the creator. And, and I, I'm actually saying, God, I'm sorry that I've gone my own way. I'm, and I'm turning now towards you. I, I'm, I'm actually declaring, Lord, my life in exchange for your life? Would you, would you cover me? Would you wash me? Would you make me clean? Would you give me what you have promised to give me? And so we, we simply say, Lord, I, I now am turning from that old thing and I'm turning towards you and I'm asking you to forgive me. And the, and the great thing is, is he does. And he will actually bring you into a whole new relationship with him, a whole new life with him. I would say there is no better there's no better decision that you can make at the end of 2023 than to start the year out with a new relationship with Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, today is the day of salvation for you. Today is the day of grace and forgiveness. Today is the day when you can begin afresh and anew and he wipes away all that gunk and all that junk that we carry. Lord, whatever it is, that we need to be cleaned of. Just bow your head, whatever it is, Jesus, that we're carrying right now, would you forgive us? And, and maybe right now the Holy Spirit is even speaking to you and has been talking, maybe even you came in this morning knowing, dang it, God's gonna ask me to deal with that thing. Right now, just do it. Just say, yes, Lord, I hear you. I see that thing. I see the way that I haven't been listening. I see that I've been going my own way. I acknowledge it. I recognize it. I call it for what it is. It's disobedience to you. It's sin, and it's an offense to you, Lord. Now, would you come and would you wash us? Would you make us clean? Would you give us the grace and the strength to walk in a new and powerful way because of the goodness of the cross? In Jesus' name. Number four, here it is, number four is this, this is my last point. Leave full of faith and enter full of faith. Leave full of faith so that we can enter full of faith. This is what Hebrews 11, one says, now faith is confidence in what we hope for. It's confidence in what we hope for. See, if you're confident, then you walk differently. If you're confident, then you walk in expecting to receive the thing that you know you're going to receive, right? When I walk into my house, I walk in with confidence because it's my house right? Because I paid the bills, right? Because because I know this is my property. And so I I don't walk in afraid. I don't walk in with my head down. I don't walk in wondering if I'm going to be accepted or not because I know I have confidence that that's my place. And and this is what the author says. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. What do we hope for? Well, we hope for that that God is actually going to do what he says he's going to do. We hope That he is actually the same God yesterday, today, and forever. See, we have the assurance, it says, about what we do not see. We have the assurance and the confidence that even though our eyes tell us something different, even though when we turn on the media, when we see things that are ugly and broken and seem out of whack we know our confidence is in him who made the heavens and the earth and who's actually working things out according to his desires that his purposes are being moved moving forward in the earth and he's not going to fail and he's not going to change so so i walk into 2024 with full confidence knowing god is there already that he knows what's going to happen he's already prepared a way for us that he's ha- has all the resources that are needed. So, I'm I, now, I don't know what's going to happen in 2024. 20, the world could blow up in 2024. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've lived a couple of years of life. I've seen some things that kind of surprised me. Well, I, I've seen things happen in my life that I didn't expect to happen, not in a million years. And and not once have I been disappointed because, I mean, I've been disappointed in that thing, but not once have I been disappointed that because God has showed up every single time God was never surprised he always had the resources at my disposal right I remember the day that we're standing there in the hospital staring at our, our son Hudson's little seven-year-old body having a stroke and and we're thinking is this kid gonna live or die and we threw ourselves on the ground and we knew in that moment God would be with us no matter what happened whether he lived or whether he died his grace would be with us thank God he's here he's on the front row and, uh, and we celebrated but see, the, God knows already. God knows already. Now, I, so, I just have learned that sometimes he's kind enough to us that he doesn't tell us all the details beforehand. <laughs> right? Because he, we're going to go through some things that maybe we're not ready for at this moment. And so when we go through them, though, he's always, he's always faithful. He's, he's got enough supply. He doesn't run out of what is needed. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, right? So we wanna leave full of faith, faith in God, faith in his promises, faith in his word faith in his goodness, faith in his plan, faith that in this next year, he's gonna have some new things for us to walk into, that he's actually has some plans ahead of time because he he doesn't get surprised. He's not a God that's just sort of figuring things out as he goes. He has actually organized things for you to walk into for your benefit. He's got people in the future, in this next year, for you to talk to and encourage. He's got relationships that are gonna be restored. He's got things that are set up, good works for you to do in advance. He's got growth for you to experience. He's got all of this for for you to walk into. But what, what, what do we have to do? We have to have confidence. We have to have faith and expectation. We, ha- we have to put our head up and say, you know what? I may not know the future, but I know him who knows the future. I may not know what tomorrow holds, but I know the one who holds tomorrow. I may not know all the things, but he knows all the things. And he promises to be with me no matter what. And so I'm not going to walk in afraid or worried. No, I don't have all the answers, but he's got all the answers. Thank God. So we walk by faith, not by sight, is what Hebrews ten thirty nine says. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Get that into you right there. But we do not, let's read that together. Is it up on the screen? Read it in a loud voice like you, like you mean it. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. I want to I tell you, This year, I don't know what's happened in year 2023 and I don't know what's going to happen in year 2024, but I guarantee you it's a good day because Jesus Christ has made a way, because Jesus Christ has opened the door to heaven, because we are not of those Who shrink back we are not of those who are going to be destroyed we are not of the race of people who are bent for destruction we know the king of kings and the lord of lords and he's the one that has a way for us he's the one that's prepared in advance for us so we have faith that tomorrow actually is going to be better than today yeah we might have some stumbles we might have some things that we don't expect we might see some things that we never thought would happen but we are not people who are going to walk in afraid because we know that God is there already with us. Would you stand to your feet? This is what I want to do right here at the end of the year. I just want to engage with you as a congregation just for the next 30 seconds, maybe 60 seconds. I just want us to lift our voice together in prayer and just call out to the Lord and just begin to cry out for him at the end of this year because he's present, he's ready, he's available. And I just want you to begin to declare to him, Lord, in this next year, we want to walk in with you. This next year, we want all that you have. This next year, God, we don't want any less than the fullness of the hand of God. Just begin to lift your voice. Oh God, would you come down in 2024. Would you come down, Lord, in our lives? Would you come and would you change our hearts and our minds and our attitudes? Would you strengthen us, Lord, strengthen your people to walk according to your way? Oh, Jesus, we're crying out to you because we're a people who are in need of a God who has the answers and we know that you have the answers. And so Lord, we're crying out for you to show up in our lives. God, would you lead us? Would you establish our footsteps? We don't want to walk away from you. Would you keep us from the evil one? Would you provide for every need? Lord, would you show up every single day? Would you remind us, Lord, of your faithfulness, your unfailing ways, that, Lord, with you we have all that we need. Lord, let faith arise, I pray, inside of your people today. Let faith arise in the name of Jesus for every need that you would supply, for those, God, that are in grief, that you would comfort them, for those that are broken, that you would heal them, For those lord jesus who have a financial need that your sufficiency would be evident for those lord who don't have the answer that you would show up and you would bring the answer thank you god that 2024 is a year where you are already present you are already moving you already have a plan and god we just declare today together we want what you want lord we want your life we want your goodness. We don't want to go far away from you. We declare like Peter declared, you alone, Lord, have the words of life. Where are we going to go? We're going to go after you, Jesus. We're going to go after you. We're going to go after you. Lord, I just pray for my brothers and sisters right now, for every person that's here this morning, every person that's listening online. In, in the name of Jesus, Lord, would you fill our hearts with faith. I pray that you would stir us up, God, to be a people of expectation lord we just right now push off that hopelessness and apathy we push off lord that thing that would say ah oh, next year is going to be the same as last year we push off that that thing that that is already trying to grab a hold of us of uh, uh, that we're not going to be able to break through and lord we reach out with faith we reach out with confidence that you're a God who supplies for every need, that you're a God who takes us higher, that you're a God who changes us and you're moving us. Lord, that you're a God who takes attitudes, you take lives, you restore them, you take marriages that are broken and you heal them, you take bodies that are impossibly broken and you make them new. Oh God, we just pray that you would do all of these things in the next year in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen, amen.
0: Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the message. You can join us in person on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. or online at the same times, including Saturday and Sunday at 6 p.m. Visit our website at kchamford.com. Koinonia Church, where we are igniting contagious faith in the one God who restores all.